Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's time for another Elon Daily this March 13th, 2019. That is correct, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, at least I hope so. Still coming to you from Australia. And just as an aside, guess where the world's biggest lithium-producing country is? No, that's wrong, not Chile. Chile has been the biggest producer of lithium for a long time, from the brines. But now it is Western Australia, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Although they only have an estimated 11 to 12% of the world's supply, they've gotten very busy over there in the Western Australia, which is a big mining sort of uh, situation here in Australia. And uh, last year became the world's biggest producer of lithium, seeing a growth in lithium mining of about 20% per year. White gold. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. The white gold, they call it. And guess what the name of the valley is where all of this lithium is coming from? That is right. You guessed it. It's called Lithium Valley. Thank you very much. Having said that, I still only saw one more Tesla today in Sydney, and we went on a big walk down to Circular Quay, uh, to the Opera House, and uh, to uh, the bridge, and only saw one more Tesla. It's upsetting. Australia has all the lithium. It doesn't have all the Teslas. So shall we do a few stories? Oh yes, we shall. First of all, V3, the design center, which is in Hawthorne in Los Angeles, right next to SpaceX, is getting a V3 supercharger. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, a V3 supercharger with all the 250 kilowatts of liquid-cooled goodness ahead of the Model Y event, which is occurring in the next 24-ish hours, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. So in the next day or so, the Model Y event occurs, and so... They're trying, one believes, to get this V3 out and up and done. Presumably it would be pretty cool if you're showing off your Model Y and then you're charging it really fast at your V3 supercharger and then you're taking people on little drivey drives. Uh, All that together would be very good. So right now it's all walled off there in the design center and they're trying to put the finishing touches on and do it very quickly because, you know, Model Y is coming out this week. Tom and Robert should be there, although there might be a bit of a glitch in the Matrix, and it might just be Robert and his son and not Tom. More on this later. It's very upsetting, but either way, we'll all be watching it on the stream that is live. Those of us that cannot make it, it's very exciting. I could not be. I could not. No, I could not be more excited. I don't want to speculate about it all, because I've done it too many times. Let's wait until after the event. Now, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, let's talk about the SEC. As you know, uh, Tesla or Elon in particular, has been sort of censured by the SEC, the Security and Exchange Commission, for uh, doing some tweets that said we're going to make 500,000 cars next year when it's really only probably going to be 400,000. And then he tweeted out and said, well, I really meant at a rate by the end of the year of 500,000. And so uh, he got smacked upside the head. But he is aggressively going back at the SEC saying this is crap. This is uh, a First Amendment issue. This is overreach. And you all just need to all settle down. We'll see where this goes. Although in general, in general, it's not a good idea to try and pick fights with the SEC. And there's no reason for Tesla and Elon to be engaged in this activity, in my opinion. Even though you could argue he's absolutely in the right. Uh, Just stop it. Uh, Stop it. Rivian, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Rivian has been showing off some swappable concepts. You know, Rivian is the manufacturer of what is going to be an electric uh, pickup and is pretty exciting. 
and has a 400-mile version and a 500-mile version. Well, they're showing off some pictures now where you can take off the cab and then you can put sort of a, a camper on the back of it and you can put different sort of modular things on there. And this concept is fantastic that rather than just being a sort of a static vehicle that is of one shape, why not take some stuff off and make it a multi-purpose vehicle? And I hope Tesla is watching. Hello, is this thing on? Tesla. Mm-hmm. Yeah, watch what Rivian's doing and then do it better. One of my favorite podcasts, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, is called Here's the Thing with Alec Baldwin. And recently he had a couple of uh, climate scientists on, and it's really worth listening to. But specifically, one of the things that they talked about is how do you talk to people who are climate deniers? And I hate that term because it just seems so silly. They're really science deniers, people who don't believe in science. And they made a couple of points. A lot of people who are climate deniers will say, well, the world has always gone through these periods of uh, it's hotter and it's colder and it's hotter and it's colder. And the first thing to say to those people is like, how do you know that? Well, you know that because of climate scientists. They told you that you learned it in school. Those same climate scientists are saying the current level of warming is 100% due to people because those models suggest that it should be cooling right now and yet we are actually warming. So... The first thing you tell them is the reason that you are arguing that this is just normal fluctuation is because of climate science and the overwhelming majority of those climate scientists who came up with that science says what is happening right now is not at all normal. That is the first thing. Second thing to do is do you like the military? Many of these climate deniers are big supporters of the military. What does the military think about global warming and its threat? They consider it an enormous threat and in fact all of the uh, types of military in the US, for example, believe that this is going to be one of the biggest threats of the next 50 years. That as the globe warms, as climate changes, there will be enormous amounts of immigration. This is going to result in a lot of conflict and a lot of war, and they are planning for it. In addition, there is a lot of their military bases that are on the coasts. They are now planning on fortifying those for rising sea levels as a result of human-induced climate change. So you can say, well, the US military believes in it. Maybe you should think again. And then finally, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, follow the money. The insurance companies of the United States and the world really are very pragmatic. If you're an unsafe driver, you have to pay more. If uh, you have a house on the beach and the sea levels are rising, you're in trouble. If you're in California and there's going to be more warming and therefore more fires, your insurance for your house is going to go up. And so if you look at the insurance companies of the United States and across the world and follow the money, they're absolute believers in a changing climate, in a warming planet, in a kind of a disaster that we are going through right now. Just because we're boiling slowly doesn't mean we're not boiling. So there are three things that you can talk about with your climate-denying friends. And ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, a little thing called the European Heart Journal. Now, this is a journal that I've been reading my entire academic career and it just came out with a paper recently that said that about 8.79 million excessive lives lost each year from air pollution. And it is now past that of smoking. And most of this air pollution is from fossil fuels. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's not just warming of the planet. It's the breathing in of the bad fossil fuels that's bad for us as well, which is worse than smoking. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we must move away from these fossil fuels. And I've said before, I'm very thankful. Thank you, fossil fuels. You took us from a sort of a semi-non-industrialized world to an industrialized world. And I like my beer cold and I like my fridge. And I like the fact that my Tesla is here. And the reason that I have a Tesla is because fossil fuels were used to dig up the minerals that created the Tesla. But now, fossil fuels, thank you, but we're done here. We need to move on. We need to get renewables. We need to get clean. We need more batteries. 
That lithium is coming from Western Australia. I'm coming at you from Eastern Australia. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I'll talk to you tomorrow. If I have my timing right, and I'm not saying I am, but if I've got my timing right, we're about 36 hours away from the Model Y reveal, something like that. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I could not be more excited. I know I don't sound like it. I'm trying to be quiet. There's a baby in the house, and the baby is sleeping. If it wasn't for that fact, I'd be jumping all over the place, screaming, yelling, being overexcited. We're almost there. Model Y. Super exciting. I think now I'm going to go to the pub. I'm going to have some fish and chips and some Fosters. Except I'm not going to have Fosters, because Fosters is what? That's right. Fosters is piss. Talk to you tomorrow. Mel Herbert here for Elon Daily.